0: Welcome, welcome everybody, by the way. Sorry for the technical difficulties on the start, uh, but we'll be getting going here in about five minutes or so, depending on how well my internet reacts down here. Hope y'all had a good weekend. It's just uh, me and, and Tev today.
1: Yes, sir. I'm in the back of the house today. Everybody, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all of that. Make sure you comment on the post. We're going to make sure we have a good conversation today. Vikings bye week there's still a lot to talk about in the sports world.
0: All over the place. We had... Two other leagues that kicked off over the weekend, Tevin. That's correct. NBA, T Wolves getting a nice little win. Minnesota sort of wild off to a hot start. What? We're gonna talk. Hockey. You're gonna be on your own for that. Yes. Yeah, that's okay by me. They've played really well. And I've actually been paying attention. I've caught two out of the first three games. So I've only missed one so far. Playing actually paying attention this year. By the way, folks, this is a uh, interactive show. So if this is your first time tuning in and you uh, want to tell me how dumb I am, i will put it on the screen for you. Devin, you think we're ever going to change this uh, intro music? Or is it just too good?
1: I don't think so. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> like, I'll rock with it.
0: Like Baltimore's run game.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We're going to talk about that today, too. All these little teasers for y'all that showed up early. Early birds do get the worm. Just got to try to make sure it's not the one at the bottom of a tequila glass.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's all about how you
0: got to the bottom of the tequila glass. <laughs> that matters. All right. Because we are talking hockey. sort of wild fan page. All right. All right, you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock. You ready to rock? All right, let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back to glass half sports. I am your only host today and excited to be with you. Uh, It is October 21st. Um, Well, uh, I'm here at NBC studios and excited to bring you another episode of glass half sports Uh, flying solo today. It's just me and uh, Tevin in the back as uh, the producer today. Say what's up Tevin. Hey, what up people? How are we doing? There we go. Uh, Interactive show as always, folks. So feel free to uh, leave a comment throughout the show to let me know what you think about the current things that we are talking about and anything that is going on in the sports landscape. If you like the content as always, feel free to uh, find us and share with your friends on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Spotify, and eventually YouTube. But we Not quite back there yet. And if you missed the uh, live episodes that are happening on Thursdays right around the same time, you can always catch us on MCN six Fridays, seven to eight Saturdays, one to three. And we got a big show for you guys today. Tevin, what's your what are you most excited to hear about? I'm curious to hear what your uh, future
1: week seven headlines are as far as the NFL season goes. Yeah. I see what your predictions are. And then as well as the wolves watch, because that's right. It's one uh, Minnesota sports are very good at giving us hope early i want early early Early. hope so i want to see how much of the early hope the wolves have given us
0: well we're going to find out Uh, other things we're going to talk about as always we're going to do the vikings then and now segment and talk about everything that we just saw recap in week six in the nfl then we'll get to the 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 meat of what tevin's probably going to be most excited about those week seven headliners and a introduction of a new segment called wild wolf watch Mm -hmm. obviously the minnesota wild and uh timberwolves both kicked off over the weekend so we are going to takes, you know, short little snapshot looks at their season and talk about what's going on, just like we do with the Vikings. Um, I don't know if I have a big money pick today because everything that I looked on on Fox bet looks like garbage, but uh, at the very end of the show today, uh, we're going to take the opportunity to talk about uh, this Ben Simmons issue in Philadelphia because I don't know if this is good for either side, the way it's being handled, but we'll get to that. Um, So, Stick around. Excited to have you. And with that, we can uh, launch right into the, uh, the Vikings uh, then and now segment. Tevin, I'm, I'm going to ask you right away as a Vikes fan. I know you paid attention over the weekend. Yep. What would you like? What What did you see? Um, I think that as far as the game goes, it was nice to obviously
1: see us get a win. Um, I don't think we necessarily looked as dominant or complete as you would have liked. But okay. it's, it's better to win and go into the bye three and three. I'm more curious to see how we come out of the bye because it's going to be a – very very rough stretch of games so. oh yeah
0: murderers row for that for that part of our schedule and, and folks i mean I going back to that game there are a lot of things that you can always take away and i understand as a coaching staff you know they're never truly satisfied right it's always what more can we do how can we improve what other things are are are, are lined up for us and, and and things like that but uh on the positive side the the offensive line not only in this game but i have actually i'll admit the entirety of this season has played pretty fucking well um, uh, Aliudo, obviously a first time starter, uh, Bradbury's got a lot to prove this year. Um, Dara uh, obviously rotating in now alongside guys like Ezra Cleveland, who wants to continue to prove that he's the guy, you know, at guard, um, and O'Neal now got having to validate that contract. All of those guys have played the way that they have needed to play pretty much all season. And I think it's been a welcome surprise. You can see the difference in the way that Kirk Cousins able to play, uh, being the only guy in the NFL right now, or, or only quarterback with less than two turnovers you know what i mean so um huge huge positive there uh going into the buy something that they should definitely continue to lean into um this gives us the opportunity maybe to be a little bit more down the stretch like a cleveland cleveland team we've seen that alexander madison has taken a step up and and dalvin cook is back healthy and with this offensive line maybe we go to where we're running the ball 40 times a game who knows um so that's always good i think the play calling in this gr- game tevin was improved as well especially on the offensive side of the football because you saw the aggressive shots which kind of allowed Dalvin Cook to continue to stay you know on pace to get to 140 yards that's that's not something you do if there's eight guys in the box all day right you got to push the back end out right so um that's always good to see and Adam Thielen looks like he's kind of finding his stride uh here and, and and things like that so that's always an improvement and then what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about K.J. Osborne there, Ted? This guy is an animal. Yeah, I think that
1: he's a surprising – because everybody thought with the addition of D.D. Westbrook yeah. that that would be our obvious number three receiver, somebody that used to start in the league and had right. some success. But I think that this is definitely a guy that, if he can keep this up, is going to be a quality number three receiver
0: for us. Oh, uh, a guy that and, – and obviously I don't want to – I'm not – sticking a knife and Adam Thielen or forking Adam Thielen anytime soon. But a guy that as he ages and, and Thielen maybe needs to take on a little bit less of a role, KJ Osborne looks like a guy that could step up and, and be an outside weapon as well. You look at his length and, and how he goes up. Oh, well, there's him on a block right there too. Like the guy just, he gives a shit about football. He's a good player. He keeps from everything we heard. He just keeps his head down and, and he runs clean routes and he's got two guys in Jefferson and Thielen that can teach him a ton about being a, a really high quality receiver. I don't know, man. He might be a long term, a long term fixture. And maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself, but he's so talented.
1: Yeah. And it almost feels like because you mentioned him obviously having an impact on special teams as well. Yeah. That's how Thielen got his start was making those yep. impact plays on special teams and then making plays when he got his opportunity on the field. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Adam Thielen, but it's at least looking like a very. Good trajectory for his career here. Yeah, with us.
0: absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, I was the more you learn about the kid, the more you're like, oh, okay, like this is. I go back and now I was like dabbling in some of his Florida stuff. So absolutely love what what he had has go hasn't had going on. Now, let's get to some of the negatives, right? Because there are obviously things that need to happen. We are still only a three and three football team heading into the bye. It's not like we're above 500 or at the top of our division. We are in the meat of what's going to be an absolute dogfight in the NFC. Um Cook and Pierce over this bye week got to get completely healthy. We got teams coming up, especially that Baltimore game. You saw what they just did to the Chargers. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Getting Pierce healthy to where him and Tomlinson, and now that Griff is the starter and Daniil Hunter and the guys are, like, gelling a little bit better, we're going to need him in order to stop this run in some of these colder games as well with teams that are going to be able to run the football a little bit better, I think. Um, And then Zim is going to have to get the secondary right. That injury to Patrick... The injury to Patrick Peterson that like sent him to IR I think is very is being very under underplayed. That needs to be getting more media attention. He has balled out in the first six games of the season. Like He has played really well for a guy that everybody thought was washed up. And with whatever is going on with Zim and Cameron Dansler, and I know Brashad Br- Breland has rebounded, and I'm cool with that, but Chris Boyd, who we heard lots of good things about, really hasn't showed up on the field. With, you know, minus Patrick Peterson, that leaves us susceptible. And you talk about we got the Chargers coming up to a couple of teams that got an, an absurd amount of weapons that we're not going to be able to handle if we don't have that veteran presence. So uh, Zim's got to figure that out, whether it's a scheme thing or sign in somebody. Um, and then the captains of this defense are in the offense as well, need to find killer instinct. And, and Tev, you played, you know, college, which is farther than I got. What what do you think makes that in a locker room? Like what 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 develops or what what do teams tip pretty typically have when they're able to just step on throats that other teams don't?
1: Honestly, I feel like it's just the defense needs to play better. They have to have that edge. Like people thought bringing Everson Griffin back, for example, like is going to make this huge impact, and I think it definitely has because he's made some plays on the field. But you, they don't have it. Feels like that kind of emotional leader that's also in the prime of his career like Anthony Barr isn't the rah-rah in your face kind of right. guy Eric Hendricks definitely isn't a rah-rah in your face type of guy although they're great players and then you look at the offensive side of the ball there's not really anybody again that's kind of that has that swagger that yeah. is going to walk on that field with that confidence like it doesn't matter what you do we're going to just be better than you so they don't have that to rub off on everybody and they need I think more guys to play with that edge and even Zim as a coach doesn't have right that edge so right. we're just kind of a very I think blah team that has a lot of
0: talent. So, and where, so where do you think that's going to come from? Because obviously, if we're going to push through the stretch of games that we got coming up, which we're going to get to here in a second, you're going to need to have that guy. Is it Adam Thielen? Is it I, Dalvin Cook right now? Is it Kurt? Like, I don't who think, is it. I don't think that anybody can really develop
1: into that guy, especially mid season. I think you have to change your approach. To everybody counted us out because we were three and three and didn't believe in us, and go with that chip on our shoulder. Yeah. Yep, Yeah. That's I think where they're going to have to get that from.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's a, and I, like I said, I give credit to Clint Kubiak because of how he called, especially the fourth quarter and overtime. Maybe he's that guy. Maybe he's the guy that gets into Kirk's ear and he's like, fine, fuck it. You know what? Screw the system. Here's what we're doing. We're just going to go get it. Like, let's go play football. Like, even if it's got to be him from the box to fire Kirk up. Cause obviously everybody has said when Kirk's fired up, everybody's fired up. Mm-hmm. That version of Kirk is the best. So like, that's maybe that's the key, but it does got to come from somewhere. Um, you know, I think on the offensive side of the ball, getting it was Stefan Diggs for yeah, the entire absolutely. time he was here. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy, as much as we c- cry and complain about guys like T.O. and Randy and Odell Beckham and Stefan Diggs because they throw temper tantrums on the sideline, they're also the same guys that give your offense all of the juice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I would agree. Yeah, it's got to, it's got
1: Jefferson as he matures. will I think develop into that kind of guy where, right. you know, like he's got everybody doing the gritty and things like that. I think he's that guy that will kind of give that enthusiasm back to the team where they're having fun on the field rather than.
0: Tr- drudging through another game. I agree. I agree. So that's a good one. And then uh, now what I wanted to do, obviously we're not going to type, have the ability to really talk Vikings football much after this, because we have the buy we're at, the, at a break in the season. So we're going to get to some other things. But I did want to. I, I did kind of. I went through before the the two games we just played and said, "Hey, here's how it's going to have to pan out if we're going to be able to get back to the playoffs, right?" And so I was kind of looking at the schedule and if Tevin, you want to throw that up for me, yep. um, you know, after the bye, it is the meat of the Viking schedule and it's going to be the most difficult thing that this team is going to have to contend with, all you know, for for the remainder of the its season. But I want to take a look and see is there a way that we get out of this where you know, we're we're not too far behind the eight ball. Um, and so, you know, we get to buy. Then we come off playing Dallas. Also on a buy this week at home. You got to win your home games, right? You can't afford to lose in prime time at home, right? Like you should have, Minnesota will have all of the atmosphere it needs for that. Prepare well. Kirk has out dual Dak in prime time. So I think we have to count that as a win. Like, not that it's a must win, but like it's one of those ones you should expect to have. Um, and then going on the road to Baltimore, you know, that's going to be an interesting matchup because if the way we currently play the run continues to happen, I don't know how, you know, I don't really know what our odds are, but like I said, if we get Michael Pierce back healthy, even minus Patrick Peterson, we shouldn't be in that much trouble in that game. It's not like the Ravens have a true one and Anthony Barr should be able to. And Aaron Kendrick's cover up a tight end or two. If we can plug some holes, that's a winnable game on the road. And then the Chargers. Now, I think the Chargers is also a winnable game on the road now because you saw what the Ravens did to them last week. Their ability to run the football on them is what won them that football game. It it was very, we'll get to this a little bit later, but it isolated and and limited Justin Herbert's big playability because there was no flow for the offense because they were never on the field. Right now, I think the Vikings have the ability to do that. Then you've got Green Bay, and uh, uh, who's the Niners? Those are the next two games. You get Green Bay at home; you have to have that one. And then the Niners is also a winnable, a winnable game on the road. They really don't know what their quarterback, you know, uh, situation is right now. Trey Lance, Jimmy G, uh, they are a little nicked up in 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 different areas of their team as well. I mean, they're they're playing good defense, which which they're gonna do. So if I look at that schedule and I say you gotta win your home games and then you out of the next five you steal one on the road and that's the floor that's the minimum for the Vikings and they come out of this as a um oh that put us at six and five football team Mm -hmm. and then you get to stack two two cupcake games up against and not cupcake games but Detroit and then you get Pittsburgh at home that now you're like oh well now we're now we're an eight and five football team. And if we make a legitimate push at the end of the season with our division games, we're a playoff team. Yeah. So you gotta at least get three games out of the next five. Don't care. Gotta get the ones at home, steal at least one on the road. Yeah. Anything other than that is icing on the cake. And and with Dak,
1: being injured now with his was he got a calf injury hopefully like obviously don't want anybody to get hurt but hopefully that he's not a hundred percent that makes it a little bit easier on us and it depends really on what baltimore team and version of lamar jackson you're going to get so there definitely are some holes in there where we can hopefully take advantage but it's just is this team we're not used to taking advantage of those winnable games so i mean you have
0: to you have to the way that i me and mike talked about it last week this is where the self-evaluation of Mike Zimmer needs to come in and he needs to go, "Okay, Clint Kubiak has proven that he can handle the offense. Let him just fucking handle the offense. I'm yeah. going to go take care of the defense and we're going to focus on how we're going to win ball games, doesn't matter how it looks, and let's go win ball games." That's all that's all you can do now because your back is already far enough against the wall that you can't afford too many more missteps, right? Like imagine if you lose that game in Dallas or to Dallas, and then you got to go on the road to Baltimore, right. and then stay on the road. You could come back zero three, and then lose to Green Bay because you're you've got such bad momentum. You know what I mean? Like this could snowball very quickly in either direction. And it makes the Cincinnati loss week one so terrible
1: hurt that much more
0: so terrible, right? So like, got got to buckle it up because Cincinnati is a good football team. We figured that out. Arizona is a good football team. So I I think the strength of the Vikings schedule was more difficult than we thought weeks one through four. We've won three out of the last four. Christian Derrissaw is playing pretty well. You know what I mean? There's an opportunity here. You just got to be willing to go get it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think because I saw what Derrissaw was rated like the number one or like top three tackle. It, he's got much. Week, two weeks to go. Like, four, at least yeah. for power, like for one week or whatever in his little right. starts that he had. So. Right.
0: And I think the Rashad Hill experiment is over, right? We all agree on that now? <laughs> That's be. done? It better be. I'm going to call Arif after the show and be like, hey, are we, is this over? Because he now needs to just be the starter during the bye, and then the starter coming out of the buy. Leave it at that, okay? Love you, Rashad. Thank you for your service. Here's the door. Anyways, um, now we can or uh, let us know what you guys think about the Minnesota Vikings. We're not going to be talking about them much uh, next week. Not a whole lot to talk about them about, unless we're going to do a bunch on the Dallas game and have somebody on for that. But um, always glad to hear from you. We will get back to you in the comments. And as always, this is a live show, so feel free to comment in if you would like to um we can kick on over now to the uh week six nfl review um so tev tell me what was your uh, favorite game coming out of uh, uh week six last week coming out of week six it's got to be what
1: was it the sunday night game or the sunday afternoon game was it chargers and ravens ravens yeah where they had the or no sorry who, who did the bills play Oh, they
0: played the Titans on Monday. Titans, night. there we go. The Holy Titans smokes, was that so that's a game? That's definitely
1: my favorite game. Sorry, I was drawing a blank. That if that one felt legitimately like a playoff game. Yeah, like the atmosphere was electric, and they're just the back and forth, back and forth. Derrick Henry going crazy, Bills marching up and down the field. Yeah, crazy ending. Definitely, definitely the Monday night
0: game. Oh yeah, definitely the Monday night game. Derrick Henry is a. It, I don't. He's not human, right? He's no. just an alien. He's, we a all agree vend- he's a vending machine Holy that smokes.
1: runs like a 4-4.
0: He runs 21.6 miles an hour, which the announcer continued to say fucking 40 times throughout <laughs> the goddamn br- Can somebody bring back the, the Manning cast, please? I am so done with yeah. the guys that are the other crews that are doing Monday Night Football right now. Um, but no, that was a very good game. But uh, there were some other ones that I wanted to talk about here um, that people may want to pay attention to and we can start with the dolphins are in 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 deep water here um they're a one in five football team and before the season there was already a lot of questions about tua and you're just looking at it going uh when is it when is the page going to turn right like xavian howard's they brought in Fuller, they've got Waddle, they they settled up the the running back position, they got their quarterback finally, like they got the head coach right with Brian Flores. One in five? That is so underwhelming. How like how much do, how much of this do you guys think has something to do with the Deshaun Watson talk?
1: Yeah, I was, that, I was just gonna say like, holy how smokes. that's got away on it. Two of at least.
0: Well, not even two of there, there's probably guys in the locker room given. I, like I listen, Tua is a better football player than ninety nine percent of the world, right? It just so happens that the one percent is in Houston and is available, right? So this is not his fault. But there are probably guys in his locker room that acknowledge that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback, probably not a better person, but and they're like that guy helps us win. And some guys, that's all they care about. So like it's a it's a pre divided locker room. Before you even get to, you know, is he here or is he not? Which I think is unfair to two. But this looks really ugly for a team that was supposed to be able to kind of grab the brass ring this year and compete with Buffalo for the division. Yikes! Like, what do they got to do, Tev? Like, what do you think? What do you think the next step is?
1: I, honestly, like it. It sucks. I feel for the Dolphins because they went from the Patriots dominating their <laughs> division and then like, okay, Tom Brady's gone, we're going to have a chance, and then the Bills just come up with <laughs> Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and this monster of a team, and so they can't really get their footing. And Well,
0: not- they should be the second best team in this division. Oh, absolutely. If you but- look at roster talent, coaching talent, like their ability to draw free agents, it absolutely should be Buffalo, Miami, New England.
1: And I, I, and I haven't watched a lot of Miami games in depth, but I wonder if like their coaching staff, are they tailoring the offense specifically for Tua? Like, I don't, I, don't I feel know, like man. with all this trade talk, they're not really bought in. So they're not really right? changing their system for him. Cause they're like, we're going to get a different quarterback here eventually. God,
0: man, that's just so tough. Could you imagine being in his shoes? Yeah. Coming to work every day, wondering if a dude from four States away with 21 sexual assault cases is going to steal your job.
1: Yeah. And he's injury prone as well, so he's got all. Of oh, he's his-
0: made of glass. But what a fucking wild world that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. That guy was a number six overall pick. Uh, I believe so, yeah, or something like that. Like he, think- Heisman Trophy
1: candidate winners, all like had what all the a national championship coming out of college, and
0: yeah, uh, that just it baffles me. Let me know what you guys think about Miami. I, I get, I need some more time on them because I, I nobody even knows what's wrong, right? Like. There's nothing no. You there's can no glaring.
1: Yeah, there's no glaring hole. It feels like they're competitive or good enough to be competitive in every game. I think they just need more time to develop.
0: Yeah, strange. Um, but moving on. The next one was uh, I think the Ravens just exposed the Chargers. Lamar had a average game at best. Like I'll, I'll actually, you know, what, I'll say it was a below average game for Lamar, and. That offense still did not give a fuck. They decided to take every all-pro running back from 2010 and, say, and hand out touchdowns. Which is like, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray. They all score on the ground. And we saw this a little bit with Patrick Mahomes early. Um, we saw this when, when Brady wasn't winning rings in the, in, in, in the middle of his career when somebody can just hold serve on you, like the time of possession was like what? 25 to 37. Jesus. Is that really what it was? It was awful. I felt like the, like uh the chargers offense never got the chance to get, like get rolling. It was three and out. And then they would just run, run, run. And like, I get it. The, the, the chart, the, the, the chargers defense is definitely designed for Herbert to get a lead and then them to cut loose a pass rush and use their safeties to force turnovers in the passing game, like from Derwin James. Like that's how that defense is built. They don't have the ability up the middle to stop the run game though. So how far, knowing that now, how big a step backwards is it, looking at the Chargers, knowing that if I went in and ran the ball 40 times a game and averaged three yards a carry, they're going to score six points.
1: Like you, you gotta, you gotta put up more than. You gotta put up more than six points. <laughs> you're not gonna win any football games if that's if, because it's not that's not a, groundbreaking like development and strategy that no, was it's, deployed. It's it's it was running the football. Let's just run the run ball. The yeah, if you can't stop the run, then you're not gonna win any games.
0: I'm Dude, sorry. Dalvin might go for 250.
1: Oh, Dalvin would eat these guys up, especially just over the course of a game of Holy hammering smokes. on them, hammering on them. CJ Ham could probably run for a hundred yards. <laughs> CJ Ham. CJ Ham is a. a CJ
0: Hammer. I love CJ. That guy goes to my church. Does he really? Yes, he
1: does. It's, uh, Augustana's finest, right?
0: Um, no, and actually, I I haven't been in a while. It's there's a guy that lives in my building who is um, like the uh, he plays the music, he directs all the music and stuff for mm. beforehand, whatever that's called, and he's like, oh yeah, Kirk Cousins and Dav- or uh CJ Ham come here, and I was like, oh that's kind of cool. I don't even know what the name of the church is. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I just
1: show up there because there's a Vikings players here.
0: Probably. So, um. but yeah, no, it just, it, it's interesting to me looking at them now as a four and two football team and knowing that if somebody can run the ball against them, they're going to make it a ball game. And that doesn't, that's one of those things, right? Like mm. we talked about it when we did the power rankings. If the Chargers play their brand of football, they're really good at their brand of football.
1: Do you think they bounce back next week? with a big game or is this could this be like a okay we were four and one we were feeling ourselves a little bit who do they have i'd have to look that up quick let's see here because yeah that's a young team especially yeah young quarterback like
0: you start to feel yourself you see who they have next week patriots that's another team that if bill knows he can run the football i'm so glad damian harris is oh, no, they must be team. A,
1: sorry they must be on a bye this week oh they okay
0: yeah because october so they're on a bye they've got the chance to recoup but if there's a body out there that's available for for to, to help fix your your run defense the bye is would be the time to address it
1: yeah and like so we've here in Minnesota they've been talking about moving potential defensive linemen. Do you think that's a tr- possible trade destination for moving a guy like maybe a Sheldon Richardson who's not really getting a lot of run here? Or uh
0: who is the uh weatherly who's a backup that's I'd move, pretty yeah, good? Like I'd move I'd move weatherly. Like that's a that's a that's a doable that's a doable move. And guess what? The the Chargers have corners. We need one. You know, temporarily.
1: Right. Yeah. Which with the whole Patrick Peterson, it's a hamstring uh cramp to a now he's not playing anymore
0: he's on ir he yeah. ripped his hamstring oh 100 <laughs> shredded his hamstring but i yeah i don't know that's gonna be they're gonna be an, an interesting team to watch and then uh last but not least um i wanted to talk about this is the only thing we're gonna do following this up the uh the the raiders yep with all of the the turmoil and the uh, neglect and disrespect, and hardship, and heartache, and headache, and all of the things that these fucking media people want to throw out there that to surround this, because nobody wants to say a a single positive thing that could possibly come out of John Gruden's actions, which were negative in every form of the term, right? Like, I get that. But can we talk about the fact that that might just be the galvanizing factor that every great team like cinderella story needs to win a championship
1: yeah
0: they came out and beat the dog piss at a teddy bridgewater and and the broncos like it was bad that pass rush was dialed up the offense looked good uh versace got his first win um or whatever his name is i apologize if i butchered butchered (laughs) that i probably did now that i'm hearing hearing it back in my head but like can can we not go? Hey, you know what? This might be what galvanized the lock, the locker room. You know, Carl Nassib came back and, you know, spoke to the team and he said, you know, we've you know this is this was the price we had to pay. You know, let's make this worth it. This could absolutely one hundred and ten percent be a positive thing. Do you not agree? Oh, hundred percent, and also like
1: almost double galvanizing a little bit because obviously like the comments that he made completely out of bounds and deserved to be fired, but it also was like a professional hit by the nfl so it was like it felt like a targeted because they had these emails since july
0: and then right? they closed the investigation on friday nfl you sneaky yep. fucks i'm fucking watching you
1: yeah and so it feels like you're gonna get the players whether they believe gruden should have been fired or not like you get the people that like carl Nassib, for example that like thank you i'm glad he's gone and now we're gonna do this despite having him as our coach and yeah. then you have the other guys that were like yes he should have been fired but why did we get picked out? Like you're telling me these are the only emails out of all of these that had something offensive on them. Well, we're now we're going to win to stick it to the NFL. Like we didn't need the coach anywhere. We're going to do this for us getting targeted.
0: Jerry jo- Jones sweat out a hundred thousand pounds in emails. At I fucking <laughs> promise you that. I promise you that. But yeah, no. This could definitely be a positive, positive. and I, I say that because there is so much negative in the world. We don't need to just continue to fucking pile on. Sometimes, sometimes we need to just look at a situation and be like, "Hey, they fucking pulled it off. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. This is a this is this was great for the team. You could tell it now you because it's gonna it's gonna de- condemn Gruden, but that's fine. He earned that, right? Oh, they figured it out. They rooted out the cancer, and now this team is phenomenal. Like, let's talk about the positive shit. That's all I'm asking. Um, so that's kind of my takeaways from week six. We can uh, roll on into Tevin's favorite part of the show, or what he's uh, kind of excited for, um, as far as the the future headlines for for week seven. Um, and I, I I made mention to it on, on on last week's show, but I'm gonna lead off with Baker's bad batch. <laughs> because this team is just fucking falling apart, drying up and breaking in your pantry. Look at this goddamn injury report. They got a, They have a game tonight against Denver. Do they even have anybody that can play? Odell, out. Guarante- I, I would bet. Nick Chubb, out. Jadavion Clowney, questionable. Their tackle, Conklin, out. Their other tackle, Wills, out. Denzel- their center, J.C. Treader, questionable. One of their linebackers is questionable. This is Baker's out. Case Keenum's going to play. Driver's Landry, is he back off IR yet? Um, I heard that they're hopeful that both him and Odell will play today. That's great. I mean, I got Case Keenum as my fantasy quarterback this week, so that's awesome. This show is not biased towards the things I'm interested in, by the way. But this is going to be tough. Yeah, that's 18 players out of your 53-man roster. And the majority of them are on the offensive line. And if there's anything that Denver does well, it's pass rush. This could get real ugly for the Brownies. And if they lose this game, they slide back to what? A three and four football team? Yeah. They're, and and they almost have to win because it's not like if they, lo- if they slip up here in a, in a game that they should be able to win if everybody was healthy. Like the Bengals are five and one or four and two. And Baltimore just doesn't lose ball games. So like you got to try to keep pace. Yeah, to go, yeah, they'll slide back to three and four.
1: Yeah, to go three and four, and then like looking at their upcoming games. I mean, you have the Steelers, which should be a winnable game for them. They're gonna get the shit beat out of them by the Bengals. But yeah, if they're not healthy, like all these Holy games are losing, like especially when you still have the Ravens twice on your schedule, the, the Raiders, Raiders Packers, the Packers, yeah. the
0: Steelers are always gonna come out and punch you in the mouth. Like they gotta strap up and get going if they're gonna be anywhere near expectation this year. So that team needs to get healthy. Um, so that'll be on tonight. Um, and if you've got the over on anything for the Broncos, I would take it. There's my in-game betting advice for
1: you. He says, I don't even care what the number is. Just if you, hammer the over.
0: Hammer the over. Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, Teddy Bridgewater throwing. Sacks. Take the over.
1: So you're not believing in the case Keenum's Kevin Stefanski reunite. Oh, I absolutely chase the Minneapolis miracle one more time.
0: I I absolutely do. But shit, the offensive line that the Vikings put out on the field week one this year was better than what the fucking Browns are left (laughs) with right now. And they have no running backs. None. It's so wild. Like three weeks ago, we were like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Now they're not healthy and they look like dog shit in the dog pound. (laughs) <laughs> moving on um, the next game that I think everybody should pay attention to is Derek Henry is going to like run all over Kansas city. It's going to be, it's going to look like Buffalo times two. Those two teams square off this week. That defense still is not healthy and not good. Like pay attention to what Derrick Henry has done to good defenses this year. Like, this is the time of year the weather's getting colder, defenses are getting beat up, and he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry in the fourth quarter. So he's if they have the slimmest lead, he's shutting the game down. And even if they're not in it, getting that amount of yards, the way that they run offense, they never really have to do a true two-minute with Ryan Tannehill. So, do you, uh, Tevin, do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs, with the way that they play defense right now, it's gonna look like the Baltimore Ravens Chargers game from last week.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because who did the Chiefs play last week that just ran all over them? Um,
0: they won, but it was yeah, not They privy. gave up.
1: No, they gave up a bunch of yards. Like I think that Derrick Henry might run for 200 yards. Like if he gets going, and especially if the Titans get a lead early, you put a it's a wrap. Yeah, like you're gonna hit the over on anybody from Denver.
0: Put this. Hammer. Put the stats back up for Tennessee. The over. Put the stats back up for Tennessee. This is wild. This is absolutely wild. I want to look at some of these. He's seven hundred and eighty-three. He's averaging four point eight yards per carry. Tevin. Yeah, that's you're setting yourself up what?
1: for second and five every 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 drive. play. Every play.
0: Wait till they figure out what the fuck they're doing with Julio and AJ Brown because they obviously have not yet.
1: And I was gonna say that's the scary part is as much as you gotta. Jeez. commit everybody. You have to put 8 9 guys in the box to just to try and stop Derrick Henry, and then now you're going to tell me that you also have one of the greatest wide receivers in, in the unbelievable in the history of the NFL and then a young up and coming star
0: that you have to stop as well?
1: It's impossible.
0: And just like his numbers like are just they're, they're it's insane to me watching him play. Like I I slept on him coming out of college, but like the minute they started handing him the football in Tennessee, I was like, "Oh, that's a guy." They give him the ball 500 times a year, and they do. He's like, oh, may not be here for a long time, but he's here for a good time, and he might even break LaDainian Tomlinson's rushing touchdown record this year. You think so? He's got 10 already.
1: Yeah, that's, he's, what's the record, 21, 22? No, I think it's actually like
0: 30-something. It's 30-something? 37, I believe. I should know this. His jersey's right behind me. <laughs> Single season rushing. 28. 28. He yeah, could very easily get that.
1: Oh yeah, right and especially now. with yeah, especially with the extra game.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna have to rewrite the running back history book as the Derrick Henry book. Oh yeah. They should also probably rename that team to the Tennessee Henrys for the time that he's there.
1: Yeah, and and mm-hmm. like a lot of running backs that like worry about you know the wear and tear on their he body does not give and a this fuck. that like this guy is huge. He's, he's built for that. And I don't think like has he he's never really ever been nope. injured. No. Nope. Like, He's never missed really any games or anything like he's that. He's
0: got that. He's got that LeBron body type. Yeah. He's just bigger and faster than everybody and you can't hurt him.
1: No, it's, he's the literal definition of men amongst boys. And I'm going to knock on the table right now.
0: So that way, Tennessee Titan fans, it, just in case he gets hurt, you can't blame me. Right. Um, so pay attention to that game. And then we've got Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati's trying to grab a piece of the division lead. No. Who is this team? <laughs> this is not the Bengals. We've what? Known. It it feels to me like somebody re, like resurrected the Ocho Cinco Hushmanzada Carson Carson Palmer Bengals. Yeah. Like, look at the way they're built. It's the same team. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and Carson Palmer very comparable as quarterbacks. Yep. Um, Chase um, Jamar Chase and Ocho Cinco Tyler Boyd and T.J. Uzmanzada Cedric Benson and Joe Mixon very similar looking offensive team.
1: And and to think like they also had AJ Green that really yeah. should have been on this team. Like who would have thought getting rid of him would have make you better essentially a better team? Oh my God,
0: dude. They and their pass rushes there. Like I I I over or I undersold the value in them getting Trey Hendricks in this offseason. He is making a massive de- defensive difference for them. Like their their safeties get to do so much more because they're not covering 60 yards downfield because they don't have the time. Like it's it's a big difference. So it's just gonna be a very very interesting game, because like they're stout on the inside with the Bengals, and that's all the Ravens can really do on offense right now is run the football. So who do you think who do you think comes out of this I I honestly don't know. I but this I, is gonna be a great game to watch.
1: I think that you're saying it as far as like who's coming out of like the division overall.
0: No, who's coming out of this game?
1: This game, I like. The Bengals, I think. Ooh, they're
0: in Baltimore.
1: Just because if – I think it's going to be easier for them to kind of slow up the run game. And if their offense continues to be explosive, you get off to maybe a nice little lead. Well, now Baltimore has to more rely on the passing game. Right. Um, But, yeah, I think if they can keep it close late and then have to make Baltimore make plays through the air at the end of the game, they'll have a chance to win. But if they can't stop the run, then it's it's a wrap because I don't think that – yeah, and Baltimore will just control the clock at that point.
0: So, the, my only worry in this game is that the one thing that the Ravens do really well is play aggressive-ass defense. And Joe Burrow's already been to the hospital this season. <laughs> yeah. And I'm afraid that... After in, going to the hospital last season. Yeah. And I'm really afraid that Baltimore's going to put him back in the hospital. Because Harbaugh doesn't give a fuck. No. He's going to come get him. I've and they've got pass rushers right now. So... That offensive line is going to need to save his life if they want a shot in this ballgame. I just I don't I, I honestly see it being one of those games where Burrow gets hit 17 times, 20 times. With the way that the Ravens play defense. They're gets, so aggressive. If
1: he gets hit 17, 20 times, they will not probably cross midfield.
0: He's gonna get the shit beat out of them in this game. Harbaugh's gonna be coming for him. So, like, pay it. net, and, and it's interesting though, because if Cincinnati gets the win. They, they're then even with Baltimore for the division. And Baltimore really can't afford to slip because they are not healthy. So they just got to continue to find ways to win ugly. And then hopefully they get healthy by the time their bye comes around, possibly later in the season, right? Yeah. And and I feel like for Baltimore as
1: well, it's really – they're one of those teams where it's a almost a check-in with me during the playoffs and then get back to me. Yeah because that's where Lamar Jackson has come up short. Not necessarily through any fault of his own, but it's <coughs> not three <like> we, quarterback. <coughs> <laughs> we need, we need him to just give us a little more because we do hold him and the Ravens to a higher standard than the rest of the NFL. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely agree with you. And then uh, the return light ish. Uh, Matt Stafford is going to get to stick it to every lions, every bad lions line and game he has ever had this weekend. Cause he, mm-hmm. Gets to play Detroit at, at home in LA. Um, scratch what I said earlier on the overs. This would be the game to do that. Oh yeah, I think he runs this score he, oh, so high. 450 passing, four touchdowns, maybe one rushing. Yeah,
1: just because, just because that's what he wants to do. He's he's gonna be like, you guys drove Calvin Johnson out of town, so I am now going to just. Absolutely this is let you
0: gonna up. make Jared Goff look so bad. Yeah, I kind of look at the optics of how this goes down. They literally were like expensive quarterback for expensive quarterback. Let's just switch, and farm. then sell the farm for for golf.
1: And not and only that just... team
0: got Im- the Rams got immediately better. The Lions haven't won a football game this year. And
1: yeah, their coaches crying what? during press conferences. Like, and not only did they swap quarterbacks, they went to like Cabo. Oh yeah, to do it. Like we went on vacation and came back with a shiny new quarterback.
0: <laughs> They literally had to go out of the country yeah, to get away from Jared Goff. How sad. And I, I don't think he's long for Detroit. Like I do think, and I said it last week, I like what Dan Campbell's building over there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Jared Goff is the quarterback you should be building with. No. Right? Um, so, yeah, Matt Stafford for a lot of yards. Or a lot of everything, probably. If you have a ram in fantasy football, start them. So yeah, you might as well just yeah pick up their fifth wide receiver because he'll Start. probably get some targets Absolutely. and he'll get
1: some throws. You know, so
0: and I want to see that. I don't want to see any mercy out of Matt Stafford. None of this. Oh, that's my old team. Let's get up by two touchdowns and run the football. No, no. they wasted the prime of your career. Get it back this yep. weekend. And especially because Matt Stafford is a killer.
1: Like he's cold blooded in clutch situations. Like he's going to come in ready to go. Dial. I the do tosses daggers. Yeah. So. do you think do you think the Detroit fans boo him or cheer
0: him? Well, it's in LA. Oh, I thought you said Oh, my bad. I thought it was in Detroit. That's why I think he's gonna throw for 450. I don't think oh, we're gonna okay. get the soft him because he does, he's not like he's pandering to the home to that crowd. Right. You know what I mean? He's just gonna go out and bury the skeleton of his old bride in the backyard of his new wife's house. <laughs> That's exactly what this is gonna be. So, um yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of other good football on this week's obvious uh, on this week. Obviously, a lot of teams with the early buy are getting it now. And then the other games I feel like are all teams that are injury riddled and probably not going to be around during playoff time. So the games I gave you are the ones that you should watch.
1: Mm. Do you think the early buy in the 17 game season is better, or would you rather have it a little bit later in the Uh,
0: season? I I always say situations are situational. If I was the Vikings, I would want to be playing this week. Yeah. I would want to be playing Dallas this week.
1: Oh, 100%. With a
0: not
1: 100% Dak rather than giving him. Well, not only that,
0: we're rolling, right? Yeah. We're winning three out of the
1: last four. I don't know that we'd be say we're rolling, hey. but we're, we're accumulating
0: W's. <laughs> <laughs> we're stacking them now. That's two yeah. in a row. No, but like I would, I would much rather I, the early buy is going to be, it's going to be good for teams that still have like, are maybe in a weak division mm-hmm. that can get off the ground or whatever. But like with us, I would want to be playing this week. Yeah,
1: I kind of like it because it feels like it gives us a chance to reset and then hopefully we can get on a roll after the bye and keep that momentum going throughout the season rather than interrupt it later. But I also
0: yeah, it also could be good because it's going to give the defense and the offense time to make the correct. Zim is great coming out of buys. like the team is usually much better coming out of the bye with him. Minus the year we were like five and oh and then lost 11 games. Yeah, but like we'll see. We'll see. Um, but now we're gonna go uh, to our new segment, Tevin dun, 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 dun. Wolf or a Wild Wolf Watch. WWW. Trey Dub. You know who's got Trey Dubs? The fucking Minnesota Wild. Which yeah, I would say
1: rated like the number what? one team
0: in the NHL at one point in like I was, some power rankings. I was watching the game two nights ago, and they were down like three to five or some crazy shit like that with like 10 minutes to go in the third period. And we won in overtime with our first line, like the guys that were supposed to play big, played big this team, that first line. And that second line has, has a lot of offensive potential, like just as a group, like I understand Kaprizov is going to get going and his ability to see the ice and stuff. That's great. He's obviously going to need to be him, but the way that, eric Seneca's has played especially to start the season has been unreal it's been so good tevin do you have those stats Can we put those uh, stats up. let's see here because like and, and then when you get down to our third and fourth lines by the way they're young and tough and fast like they're just beating the, they're beating the literal dog shit out of people on on those lines, and I like lo- I like the way that we were a fight for Kirill team in that game as well. Um, he was obviously getting scuffed up and stuff, and uh, everybody just kept you know kind of piling on trying to keep. Uh, I think uh, li- it's a link in the the run sheet. Tev. Oh okay, yeah. Sorry, give me one second. You're good. Um. Yeah, no, he's been he, uh, th- They were fighting every time somebody wanted to go breathe on Kaprizov. Somebody else was like, yeah, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to put hands in your grill. And obviously we can't have Cam Talbot letting up five goals. But I mean, look at the, look at the points, right? So you want your stars to perform like stars, five points from Zuccarello, five from Kirill, three from Eric Sinek. felino has got three and is probably the best fighter on our team. I watched that props to you for the Superman punch on skates. Kevin Fiala's got three points like, and then on, even for like Dumba, I don't know what it is. They put the C on his chest this year or, or out on his out out on his shoulder. And that man is ripping from the blue line. Like he he's going to be an offensive, like big time threat for the wild moving forward. Um, And so they've got a couple of games coming up before next Thursday, Um, two against the ducks and one against. Who who was it? Yeah. So they've got, uh, yep. So they've got the ducks, and then they've got Nashville, and then they've got Vancouver, uh, Vancouver before they'll see you guys again. Obviously, uh, the Nashville game is the in division game. Yeah, I think that's what I got here. I'm I'm getting oriented to hockey, folks. I so, so was you're me. asking the wrong black man about that. <laughs> I have no idea. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's see. Here. And
1: to in all of their wins, didn't they give up the first goal in all their wins? Yeah. So they essentially had more or less come from behind. They've responded behind well, well
0: in every game. Yeah, and so like if you look at it. The Ducks aren't a great hockey team right now. Like they're not off to a hot start and you got them at home. You win your home game. Your, your in-division game is Nashville, which is also at home. Mm. So you should be able to take that in-division. And then Vancouver kind of struggling out of the gates. I know they're a good hockey team, but I'm telling you right now, folks, there is a more likely chance that we are sitting here next week talking about a six and zero fucking wild team. than we are one that's anything else. This team is playing real, real, real good hockey.
1: It, is Nashville still like a dominant force contenders for Stanley Cup every year? Or is that kind of a one-hit wonder? And I,
0: I don't know. I haven't it's paid tough. a ton. Like I said, this is my first year kind of getting back into hockey. So this would be a good time for all my hockey talk folks to come tell me, you know, who slaps puck the best. Um, if, if Nashville is one of the, those teams, more power to them. But I know they are off to a slow start. I think they've got one win in their first four games. So, like, capitalize on that. They've got negative momentum. You've got positive momentum. The X is going to be rocking. Everybody is feeling this uh, this, this early season hype. And, hey, this is what you need to do. When you can stack them, when you have momentum, go out and stack them. Because then if you do sustain an injury or something later in the season, you're, you're, you're okay, right? It doesn't hurt your standings. It's not going to push you out of the playoffs. Like, just go be a dominant hockey team. Beat everybody.
1: Yeah. And, and kind of piggybacking off what you said, the X is going to be rocking. Everything that I've heard from people that have gone to the X Center, they're like, it is, it feels like the, at least from the fans' perspective, like playoff hockey. Like everything yeah. from start to finish is just electric. And hockey games, just in general.
0: You don't are want to play to in this barn? Them. You want to play in this barn? <laughs> Come fight me, wear a sweater. That's what I know about hockey. Yeah, I say that's the
1: only weird thing that about hockey that i <laughs> Like, why do you call it a sweater? Let's just call it a jersey. Yeah. Why do they call it a barn? Is that really what they call yeah. Okay. Yeah, hockey.
0: We need to have a meeting. <laughs> Tevin needs to be integrated or <laughs> or educated. Me, go. me too, probably. Right. Um. But no, we could be sitting here six and all. Uh. Next week, everybody that agrees, if when you see this clip, go ahead and comment uh, what you think their record will be by the end of this. Um. But we can now switch from the Minnesota Wild over to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who had their opener last night. Now Tevin will probably be a tad bit more involved in this conversation. <laughs> surprise surprise did Black you watch
1: basketball <laughs> did you watch the game uh i did not watch the game i su- caught some of the highlights and things like that and from what i saw
0: that's how you should watch the nba by
1: right though. and just because i'm like i have to give in my defense the wolves have not given me any reason to
0: watch Ever. early so Ever. i'm like you know what let
1: me let me uh test the water a little bit let somebody else watch but no they uh they looked good from what i saw anthony edwards i think continues to take
0: massive Leaks strides and bounds massive he's strides he's going to
1: be a star for a long time in this league he
0: developed and i noticed it like this this step back like this d-weight or james harden style like step back three pointer that he was utilizing like early mm-hmm. that is going to create so many problems for defenses cuz if he can do that off a screen with cat and you don't know if cat if Kat, who and i i dogged him at the beginning of the season you know with with the the weight thing uh he he's coming in in shape he says that every year no he's not going to do it but like he legitimately looked like Ben Wallace. Like he was thinned out. He was flying around. He had that big old defensive beard on, which I love to see. Yep. And they played defense last night, like really well. Yeah. Um. McDaniel's is I, I tweeted out last night from our from our Twitter account. So if you want good Twitter content for uh, the games, come find us on Twitter. Um. That it's just it's the, the McDaniel's kid is making a huge difference. It, it or at least it seemed like he was in night one in. Defensive rebounding and, um, like, defensive help, like, help side defense. Like, if that guy's role is just going to be to, like, board and play D, give him give him the 25 minutes, right? Like, he's young, but he, he's playing really well, and eventually he'll have an offensive – he'll get, you know, your garbage points. He's your cleanup man then, you know, because the offense runs through Cat, and and Ant, right? Like, that's a huge plus. If you didn't think you were going to have that coming into the season. And then, if you tell me that we're going to get fifty-five plus from D'Lo, Cat, and Ant, how many wins do you think this team gets every night? You're going to get fifty-five plus. That's the floor for this team. Cat, D'Lo, and Ant are going to score half your points.
1: I mean, if they score half our points and we play defense, we've been playing. I mean, I feel like we could sneak into like a seven-eight spot in the playoffs. Let's go! And for Minnesota standards, that that's, might well be hoisty. We might. That's a, banner, a run. We might. Put that's a, banner a run. Up, like yeah and obviously the season's going to progress and you got to keep playing defense Um, we'll get
0: on on that train early don't stop playing defense last night was fun to watch because it was open court basketball from turnovers they had 23 turnovers last night now houston's not great right like they got a lot of work to do the green kid looks phenomenal but like you got to play defense no resting on your laurels get better on that end of the floor yeah
1: yeah absolutely and and to see, because that's all we've been preaching with this team. It seems like every year, it's like almost as tired a topic as the Vikings needing to improve their offensive line. Like it's a cat. You're great <laughs> oh on God, offense. Right, like comparison. Cat, <laughs> you're great on offense. We just need more defensive intensity. And now that I think, with Anthony Edwards taking a step up, not having Cat have as much pressure on his shoulders on the offensive end, he can play a little bit more free, have a little bit more fun. Now he's gonna be more engaged on the defensive end as well. And and Anthony Edwards, like I said, athletically is just gifted and he can play both ends of the floor extremely well
0: and hey how about this as i didn't even think about this till uh until last night i'm always dogging on okogi because he can't play offense but like he plays okay defense what Mm -hmm. a better tutor to give him than pat beverly right that is exactly who he played like last night and And pat beverly
1: is like the type of player that we needed on the roster where it's like yeah you the type of player where you hate him unless he's on your team because he's just going to
0: be that dog the nuisance yeah the nuisance um, but looking at the schedule, um, you get to in back to back games play a Zionless Pelicans, take advantage, right? Like when they don't have their best player, they don't have um the uh Lonzo Ball anymore. It's pretty much just Ingram and Steven Adams. Those are two um, very winnable games. Yeah. And then what you need to do, and you want to know when I'll buy in on the Timberwolves? Be that game right there. October 27th, the Wednesday, right before we come on this show. So I guarantee you it'll be a topic next week. That's where you need to measure yourself. That's the defending champion. Come in healthy, play your ass off. Play it like a playoff game. See how close you are so you know at the trade deadline and throughout the rest of the season what the remaining steps that you are going to need to take would be for you to win a title. This is a very, very early good showing. You'll be coming into that game with momentum. I think they're playing it on the road which is better for t- the Timberwolves, but you play it like a playoff game. Your starters play a lot of minutes. You try to win that ball game. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And
1: we don't necessarily match up terribly no. with the Bucs. Obviously, they are a much better team than we are, but, I mean, Cat should be able to somewhat neutralize and take care of yep. uh, the Greek freak. Yep. D'Lo and Ant can match up with any of their guards they have. Middleton, uh,
0: Ant will shut down Middleton. Middleton does not like playing against, a, like, physically stout defenders. Yep. That's why he disappears in playoff games. Ant is that guy.
1: Yeah, so if, if we can get, because, I mean, you can also say, like, last year, the Bucs really are in the East, weaker division. Yeah. Kind of just got on a roll and got hot at the right time. So I think we can definitely take advantage of, of them and kind of put our foot down and say, hey, we're here to be taken yes, serious. absolutely. Make, have a statement game early in the season. Uh
0: huh. And And guess what? Then you win that and you come back and you play the Nuggets. They're also a playoff team, but they don't have Jamal Murray. Like, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and we'll, mm. we'll, th- that'll be part of next week's recap. But when you have the, uh, I've said this: situations are always situational. You have to plan it. Like, you, you got to do a little bit of planning ahead. But like, when you got the, ch- the 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 chance to be shot out of a cannon, light the match. Like, don't wait. Right. You got the opportunity to get out hot, hot. Get out hot, hot. And then we'll worry about the rest of the season down the road. Because I don't think in as much because we're in the West. There's going to be some teams that are going to falter, but you pretty much know who your front runners are, and then there's a little bit of a gap, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the front runners, too, and now just
1: with the way the NBA is, no teams aren't going out every night and playing their hearts out. They say, hey, we got to coast and just make it through the season. So a lot of these teams, especially early, whether it's the Bucks, the Nuggets, Lakers, They're not going to come out 100%. So if you can steal a couple of these early when people aren't taking you serious, well, now you're not scrambling at the end of the year to try and fight in to the playoffs. You can say, hey, we took care of business early, and now we're in this position.
0: Damn straight. And hey, guess what? All all NBA teams, there's parity all across the NBA. Good NBA teams that are on a path to make it to an NBA Finals all do the same thing. They hit the bottom. They draft well. Mm Mm-hmm. They have a year where they surprise everybody by getting like a five or a six seed and they get bounced in the first round. And in the following year, you'll see them pushing t- like better teams to game seven. This is the year I think, and I hate this because Mike's going to win the bet then. And I know we're only one game in. There's a lot to go. They could very easily sneak a six seed. If they just stayed hot all year, the talent that they have on the roster plus Pat Bev, Yep, that's not, in, that's not something that isn't doable, but I'm going to hold on that. Put a pin in that until we see what goes on during that Bucks game. Absolutely. So, um, anything else on the Wolves, Tev? Uh, no, it feels good to it. Feels good to have basketball back, but it also feels
1: Hell like basketball yeah. never left. Like I feel like the last two years, whether it was when it was in the bubble and then the shorter offseason going in to start the season, yeah. like it just feels like the NBA has just been on twenty four seven.
0: But I'm here for it. I mean, it, yeah. I agree. I I got to watch Lamelo Ball play last night. Like I, oh there's my so gosh, many things, filled it up. So many things that make me excited for basketball season. Right? Like I got to watch Devin Booker last night, and Lamelo Ball, and the Timberwolves won, and like the Lakers looked like shit against the the Golden State Warriors, which I also loved because of this. Fuck LeBron yep. James. It's the only thing I don't <laughs> enjoy about basketball season. Is the return of the world's largest headband. Just let the man wear a do rag right. at this point. And-
1: Also, like, how about Steph Curry getting a triple-double and saying he played like shit? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, I played terrible today.
0: So, many things to caveat. NBA should probably start a little bit closer to Christmas. Everybody agrees. The league will never do it. But glad to have the NBA back. Let us know what you guys think. What are you most excited for for your favorite team? What do you think Timberwolves are going to do? And this is where normally we would talk about some gambling, but, God, there is fucking nothing to bet on in the NFL this week. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's any great,
1: because like, I even, whatever, when going through my bookie was like, yeah, there's not really anything that I'm no. interested in gambling on other than just the sake of football's more fun to watch with money on the line. Yeah. There's nothing that stands out.
0: Nope. I'm not, I don't bet on Thursday night games because you never know what you're going to get.
1: No, primetime games are tough to to pigeonhole.
0: And uh, all the other games are just kind of like, eh, no thanks stay away from those so uh, like matt stafford over rams receivers over um case keenum over there are your in-game bets that i'll give you for the week because <laughs> let, me, let me double check because it just ain't shit out there
1: um so so how'd your what do your bets look like last week how they know yeah, I
0: mean you got because the Chargers scored six points. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, we missed it by ten. Yeah, we missed it. We missed the the point the total points by ten.
1: The, like, scrolling through some of these just kind of off the cuff. The only ones that really feel like locks would be like the Packers minus eight against the Washington football team. I think that's a team that or a game that will be pretty one
0: sided. I just have so much respect for Washington. But hey, by the way, Patrick Mahomes' brother is the most disrespectful little shit on the internet.
1: Oh, I, if there's one thing I hate, is I hate like spouses and brothers, Get off the family field. members, mothers on Twitter, unchirping for their ticker talking.
0: Yep. Dude, knock it. The man died, and you're going to do a fucking TikTok skirt skirt on his fucking memorial. It took him this long to retire his goddamn number. How his brother should throw oh, him did. like a lawn dart into a goalpost. Wait, he did that to
1: Sean Taylor. Yeah. Oh, so you know he got to
0: go. Yeah. Sean
1: Taylor is one of the greatest safeties you that did, had what his career the fuck? Sh-
0: cut cut short. I was seeing memes all weekend, and it was him and it was Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers shaking hands, and <laughs> Rodgers' words blur, word blur was, "I just quit talking to my family." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what he should do. That was fucking despicable. Yeah. That wasn't even in the show, not even on the run sheet. But we adapt here at Glass Half Sports. That was so bad. Yeah, I didn't see that. Like that's for uh, he was any, like they Haller had it, dude. V- they had it roped off, and he went over the ropes to stand on the memorial. Yeah, no. What? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Patrick, I love you. Your brother's dipshit. Let's move on um, glass half topic of the day. Have you been paying attention to some of this Ben Simmons stuff?
1: Uh, yes. I've been following it like crack because it okay. is one of the most fascinating stories
0: to me in the NBA. Cause we never see this in basketball. You fill me in because I have tried to avoid the incest riddled life of Ben Simmons. <laughs> so Ben Simmons,
1: essentially it all started after game seven in the playoffs last year where he passed up that layup. Cause he was scared of that whole fourth quarter. Didn't want, To attack because he didn't want to shoot a free throw.
0: Right, because he can't shoot. Right,
1: so they lose the game essentially because of him, and he's like, you know what? So he gets kind of dragged through the media, and then it comes out where he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want you to trade. No shit.
0: And Joel Embiid, how about Joel Embiid? I did see this part where he was like, yeah, like we built the team for him. It was kind of a dumb move. Now he's got to go to work with that guy? Yeah. And like, and nobody Oof. from the 76ers
1: ever came out and said, nope, we want him here. We believe in him. They were just <laughs> kind of like, you know, yeah, we don't think that this is really a good fit. And so they started oh. taking all these trade talks, but they wanted so much for him that they couldn't trade him. And so the whole summer was just him listening to how he's not getting traded when he, all he wants to do is be traded. And so then that transitions into the beginning of this year. He didn't show up. And then he only showed up because he, I think, he got fined three hundred and sixty thousand dollars for missing like a game check for a preseason game or something like that. Okay. And so he was like, "Okay, well now I'm going to show up to practice because I'm not missing out on three hundred and sixty thousand dollars every game." So he shows up, tells them all it's just because of the money. Oh, During geez, pra- he he practiced in like sweatpants and a sweatshirt <laughs> with his phone in his pocket uh-huh. and was just like literally just half assing it throughout practice. So doc rivers kicks him out then then they suspended him for a game and joel and like every time it seems like he opens his mouth and somebody asks him about ben simmons he's oh, just kind of guy. like he's just kind of like yeah you know we're gonna go on without him like we don't, don't really him. care like yeah like the, he's you can tell joel's definitely over it and so right now it's so broken that and i heard uh the flyers the hockey team from philadelphia had a game in philadelphia Sixers were on the road, and there were anti-Ben Simmons chants going on at the Flyers game. <laughs> <That has laughs> you gotta, gotta to love Philly. You gotta so, love Philly. I think they have a home game either tonight or tomorrow, and they're everybody's waiting to see. I bet you if he, he doesn't need, show. Oh, you I, you he don't need a show. I bet you if I'm him, I'm not stepping foot in Philadelphia. Like, but he Dude. has to, otherwise he's going to get fined. So it's they like, might one Jermaine
0: O'Neal his ass if he shows up. Throwing popcorn and drinks and shit it, at him—it's not going to be good. You, you see what they did to Santa Claus; they're going to do something <laughs> much worse to you. Oh, this is going to be so bad. We're going to be talking about how somebody spit on Ben Simmons next Thursday. Yeah, because it's fuck. It's not good. Like
1: I don't—I don't think there's even a glass half full.
0: Okay, let's do training. Let's
1: do Zion then.
0: What the fuck? He's like a hundred pounds overweight right now. Is that what I'm hearing? I, is that really how much it is i don't know if, but this is what i'm hearing because of this broken foot he hasn't been able to like run or do nothing because he's a big dude
1: like he's but he's not necessarily like tall can and he
0: not thin out and play the three
1: you would think he'd be able to it's got to be diet related otherwise it's just genetics where he's just naturally a bigger person but
0: well then he just needs to play basketball like um, the ticket stub.
1: Yeah, he has to. Yeah, he has to. Cha- he has to change his style of play, but that explosiveness is what got him here. And so it's like, you yeah. can't like when they were trying to say you got to teach him how to land. I agree, but isn't it
0: because he's? Ex- I think it's because he's, he's explosive in the paint. Like I'm, so, and I get it. Like he bullies Stephen Adams on mm-hmm. the block for a center. Like Zion is a six six center. Yeah, that's that how they play a, him. That shouldn't be a thing. Like, but, but he's, he's that bully- he bullies Stephen Adams. And Stephen Adams is the strongest guy in the league. Yep. But like. He should be looking to play more yeah. like a LeBron Downhill. style. Downhill. Yeah. Right? Like, give, give him the ball and allow him to come down the lane. Because nobody's going to stand in his way. Taking a charge from that guy would be like. Standing in front of a cannon and then, and then just letting them right. fire it. Would you, would you rather take a charge from Zion Williamson or
1: have to try and tackle Derrick Henry one-on-one? And, and I don't <laughs> want to play that game. That's like, would
0: you rather get tackled <laughs> with no pads by Ray Lewis or punched by Mike Tyson? Uh, Neither of them end well no, for anybody. No, both in both cases, I'm deceased. Yeah, like, but like somebody's got to get to him, right? Then yeah. He's the number one overall pick. They traded Anthony Davis so he could be their future. Is he this generation's Greg mm-hmm. Oden? Well, I, I fucking hope not, man. When he's healthy, he's, unstoppable. A, he's a top 10 NBA player. And he without developing anymore, you could argue that. Maybe top 20. Top 10 might be a tad bit much. But, like, he's a guy. You just, mm-hmm. how can... I, yeah, he's, a, he's a 25 and 10 guy every night. He's, 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 to, the, he's to the Pelicans what Cat is to us. Yep. Like he's not going to be perfect, but he's your, he's the foundation of your organization now. You got to get him healthy. You got to get him healthy and thin or dinner now, because as you get older, you're not going to be able to do that. Then he can play heavy when he doesn't bounce around so much.
1: Yeah. If he, and it sucks. Cause like you're saying, it's like a, the lower body injury. And especially when it's like the ankle, you can't go. No, it's now, been a foot. It's been an like ankle. It's been a meniscus. A bike, can't, it's
0: been a, like they had to fix his gait when he came into the NBA. Like this kid was so strong. He didn't know how to walk. Right. Like, yeah. And somebody if, needs. Somebody needs to call. The trainer that trained both Jordan and Kobe. And I forget his fucking name. Um, and get him in touch with Zion. Yeah, and
1: and all of the like random. Trainer. Like, when's the last time you've heard somebody say we need to teach him how to land? We need to change his teach his him how to gate. walk. Like what? all of that. Like, it's not. What's his Tim name? Grover?
0: There you go. Yeah, like. Tim Grover calls Zion. Shannon Sharp, Ben Wallace calls Zion. Like, dude, you're making millions of dollars in endorsements. Take one endorsement and invest it into your body, and tell my tell yourself that you're never gonna play above two hundred and sixty. Yeah. And it, what does he weigh now? Like,
1: I say he's got to be. If he's hundred pounds overweight, he's got to be pushing three. Then. Just look
0: up Zion Williamson's weight. And then we'll get off. I'll get off my soapbox about this.
1: Weight loss. We're trying to say he lost a lot of weight. 284 pounds. Bro, defensive tackles don't weigh that much. And for, like, reference, like, LeBron James is 250. Giannis is 242. You can't play at 284. That's a big... No. That's... No. He should be playing, like, guard in the
0: NFL. Shaq may have weighed 280. Shaq was 7-1. You can't play at 280, bro. You can't. You're
1: 324. Not a, not, a, three, not a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Shaq, well, 324, that must be now. I don't know about his playing
0: weight. Yeah, oh, yeah. That must. Well, based on the picture, I would assume. Playing weight. There we go. Bro, oh, they're almost the three, same fucking weight, dude. Weighed,
1: no, it says Shaq weighed almost 395 pounds no. when winning the third Lakers title.
0: Oh, that, I mean, he's 6-1. Or 7-1. So, yeah, like, th- right. maybe there's a bad comparison, but, like, dude, 284?
1: Yeah. no, Yeah, Zion needs to be a little bit less Not, Glenn ba- he Big needs Baby to, Davis and a little bit more LeBron.
0: He needs to play at 260. Like That's what, like, LeBron was 250-something, and mm-hmm. LeBron has lost weight as he's gotten older. Yeah. He was heavier. But, like, dude, if, if, if Zion could play at 260, you think he's bouncy now?
1: Yeah, we well also he has to lose change, twenty pounds. He has to lose lose the weight, but then also change the play style to adapt to the weight loss because he's not going to be able. If he loses a little weight, he might not be able to bully people as much. So yeah, but he's going to be able to
0: blow by everybody. Yeah,
1: now you need to go out to the perimeter a little bit more, and then take advantage
0: when you have mismatches to go down. low. Exactly. Like somebody needs to get him under control. So, what do you think the glass half full of that of 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 his situation is? Like who's who's going to make out? Who's going to come out a winner? You think he's going to pull it out?
1: I think, yeah, I think he's going to, I think he has no choice but to pull it out. So I would say the glass half full side of this is this is kind of almost a make it or break it point where it's going to wake him up and say, Hey, do I want to be known as somebody that people think is one of the biggest busts in NBA history that the guy never made it?
0: Yo, if he flops, you can't trust any number one pick if, if, ever again, no. if he flops.
1: No. So I think that this is kind of that wake up call that's going to get his mind, right. He's going to have people in his circle that say, Hey man, if it's a diet issue, stop, Eating like trash at late at night or on the road, like we're gonna get you on a strict diet, we're gonna get you on a training regimen, we're gonna get you right. Let's go. I don't, dude. Go vegetarian. Go vegetarian if right. you have to. There's got to be something,
0: and, and hopefully he's got those mentors in his circle that can that can get him right. Or somebody reach out. That's who I think the glass is most half full for right now. Anybody who wants to put their stamp on, I got Zion Williams and healthy. You want to be the next t- Grover? Fucking call that man. Call Zion right now. That's who the glass is most half full for for me. Um, most half-empty Pelicans front office. What the fuck? How do you let this happen? Yeah. Pelicans front office
1: and just the NBA in general.
0: That is the future face of your league. How many years LeBron got left? You're supposed to be handing the league over to Zion. Yeah. Get that kid a mentor. Like, now. Because even
1: with him missing all this time, he's still, out of all the young talent in the league, he's the most, still the most marketable, still the most, like newsworthy if you say Zion anything
0: people are clicking on the story people are tuning in yeah so he's got he's he's a marketer's dream you think he's trying to James Harden his way out of New Orleans (laughs) I don't I don't think so does he because I don't remember him did he hate the fact that he was going to New Orleans I mean you go back and look at that draft interview now you might think he did right yeah, they, no, I think, I think he'll, be, he'll be all right. Like, the, the kid blew
1: out a shoe in college and ended up getting, like, an endorsement deal because of it. Like he had to the make most, shoes different right. for
0: this kid because of how explosive he is.
1: He's, he is, he's a, a different
0: athlete. And he's one of the, okay, you make exceptions for aliens. LeBron James was an alien. Derrick Henry is an alien. Adrian Peterson, alien. Tom Brady, alien. Deion Sanders, alien. You Zion. make exceptions for these guys. Zion, alien. Make, it, figure it out. You can't do traditional shit with untraditional people that's where i'm gonna leave that i think that's the end of the show Tev. good show today i like today's show thank you guys all for joining us as always uh on rewatch make sure that you comment about uh, what your favorite part of the show was everybody thanks heaven for rocking through as the producer today um if you liked what you saw feel free to uh share like subscribe uh be a friend tell a friend on twitter Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, and eventually maybe one day YouTube and Patreon. Um, the lives can be rewatched tomorrow between 7 and 8. And on Saturday um, at 1 o'clock next week, uh, I'm sure Mike will be back. Maybe he won't because they got the bye week. Maybe we'll give him some more time off. Either way, glad to have you guys as always. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Stay safe. awesome Do we know what Mike's football team's record is? Unbeaten.
1: Oh, okay, so he's a big deal.
0: Winners around here, folks. (laughs) Winners.